here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. Ryan, do you know, first of all, I, I'm, I'm asking because there's there's just landscapers all over my neighborhood right now, and I feel okay. like it's all I can hear outside. You know, I don't think it's picking up on air, but do you know how long it takes grass to grow? Because I had them seed my lawn like a couple weeks ago, and they were like, don't yeah. cut it for two weeks, which to me made it sound like, okay, in two weeks, there's going to be some grass there. That's why I don't touch it. And, and there's really, there's like, it looks like my my the bare parts of my lawn are are maybe going through puberty a little bit. There's like <laughs> little sprouts of crap, but I don't know if if you know. I, I would have waited three weeks, but I'm I didn't not an it. expert landscaper. No, no, I'm not. I didn't say. So what actually happened was, so the guy was like, "Hey, just make sure it's watered a lot." And I was like, "Cool, I have that irrigation system, not a problem." Only to find out that for the first week, the seed was there. Apparently, there was a setting on my irrigation system that was like when it's under 60-something degrees at night, it doesn't go on. Oh, Jesus. And so it just kind of sat there unwatered. But then they seeded it again, and then I, st- I turned the setting off, so it's been getting hit every night. Was there, like, natural water? Rain? Probably not. Oh, okay. Probably... Because, I mean, like, the, if you're going to seed... I mean, I'm not going to tell down. him that. I'm just going to be like, what's going on with this grass? <laughs> but... <laughs> You do need water on them every day. Yeah, I know. I just, I've never, I'm just annoyed. So um, we hadn't planned to talk about this, and I didn't bring it up. But right as soon as you hit record, Mm. uh, a headline popped across about, there are certain people that I know that if I bring up to Mark, it's just like his temperature rises. Fireman Ed? No, okay. no, but that's 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 one of them. But this headline came across, and I thought it was very interesting. Okay. And I thought maybe uh, we could read a little bit of it and see what you thought. Sure. Exclusive. This is in Business Insider. Exclusive. Tech billionaire Peter Thiel. Oh fuck him. Was an FBI informant. Oh dude, just fuck Peter. I thought it was Thiel. It's Thiel. Uh, Thiel. I always thought it was Thiel. I fucking hate that guy. And look, if you don't know why, basically the whole idea is. He's gay, right? <laughs> what if I just stop there? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, no. that's probably no. That's not why you hate that's him. That's not why I hate him. He is gay, and years ago he was outed by either it was Valleywag or Gawker or one of those sites. Which look, that's a very personal decision. I and I think Nick Denton at the time, who was like the managing editor, editor in chief of them, you know, he was a gay man, and so he didn't see a problem with it, if I recall correct. I probably maybe am jumbling this whole story up. But basically, they outed Peter. And Peter became so enraged that he threatened to, like, basically, he's like, I need to kill Gawker somehow. And it took him years, but the way he eventually did it was by bankrolling Hulk Hogan's lawsuit against Gawker. Um, Which basically really sort of fucked up a lot of journalism for a personal vendetta. Exactly, yes. And that's, and also, I just, anytime there is a gay man that is, uh, I believe he's a large Republican as well, isn't he? Uh, I think he leans that way, yes. I am just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you doing, they don't like you. In the summer of 2021, Insider has learned that Teal began providing information as a confidential human source to Jonathan Burma, or sorry, Buma a Los Angeles-based FBI agent who specializes in investigating political corruption and foreign influence, and foreign influence campaigns. Okay. Charles Johnson, a longtime associate of Teal's and a notorious figure in the far-right movement that Teal has subsidized for a decade, told Insider in a statement that he helped recruit the billionaire as an informant by, indu- by introducing him to Buma. So wait, what, what side was, what was he informing on? Uh, a source with knowledge of Teal's relationship to the FBI, whose identity is known to Insider, but who is insisted on anonymity, cooperated Johnson's account, telling Insider that Johnson brokered a relationship. You just said, you just said that, by Teal the way, and- like my three-year-old would say, corroborated. Like you corroborated, I got gold bathroom between just- Teal and Buma. Yeah, Insiders were able to confirm, though, an additional source that uh, Teal. No, it just it nope. Just says that he's an informant. For what? This is the, what you are the worst. It brings shit. Uh, up. Dude, I didn't write the article. This literally, as you hit record, I'm going. I'm reading it for the first time, like you are. 
I'm not even reading. I'm just sitting here making you feel weird about it. <laughs> um, it doesn't say. I mean, that's probably. Okay, now I got but, but but apparently, but hold on. This is the hint, though, is that the guy that he was introduced to uh, specializes in investigating political corruption and foreign foreign influence campaigns. Okay, so I, I it would it's probably something on his tech side. Yep. He's very um, prominently we on the last episode. You got mad at me because I brought up the Elon Musk book. Yes, and Peter Thiel is is very prominently featured in that book because he's mad like, at you. Why did I get mad? Well, you just like fuck. I don't want to talk about. Oh the, yeah, I just don't like him. Yeah. Um, but he's like Elon's best friend. Oh, okay. Because they started PayPal together. Oh, right. I would like to be an informant. I think, well, like, like if the FBI came to me, I wonder what it would be. It would be like, hey, um, we were wondering, like, have you, do you have any information on John Mayer's next album? And I'd be like, well, <laughs> let me tell you what I've heard. Is J. Edgar Hoover still running the FBI? Uh, just be like, if he was, the Peter Thiel thing would make a little more sense, wouldn't it? I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just saw that headline and thought you would find it. Uh, that it I just... guess I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's like hey, if if there was, it's it's like you're doing a clickbait headline, but as part of a radio show. Like <laughs> this guy's an informant. It's all we know. We'll talk about it on another episode oh, later. Oh, speaking of, uh, we are off next week. He was assigned a code name. What was it? PayPal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ven. Oh, never. Nope. 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 Not going to say that joke, Teal but did that not wasn't bad, was it? Teal did not respond to multiple requests for comment. Can I get in trouble for that? I can't, right? Because I didn't say anything, right? Uh, you didn't I didn't. I have no idea what you're even talking about. Yeah, I okay. didn't hear it. All right. Uh, I didn't know this. What? Oh, he has tri-citizenship. What is that? What? Where? He has, he's, he's a citizen in three different countries. Oh, wow. Yeah, but where? Germany, New Zealand, and do you want to guess the third? Is it America? Yeah. Good okay, good. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we're, we are off next week, but we will have a show on next Friday, the 27th, okay? There will be a show at some point in that afternoon. That is, that is our promise to you, the listener. Cool? Cool. Uh, what else is, is going on in the world, Ryan? You sent me a story about Denver. You're really mad at Denver, or do you want to talk about um, uh, John uh, Bernthal? Uh, well, uh, the John Barenthal thing, Barenthal. I just... Right. Bar- John Barenthal. I'm illiterate. <laughs> um, the John Barenthal thing, I just wanted to follow up on, because we talked about... Uh, God, I keep forgetting. Kevin Sorbo. Mm-hmm. Hercules, a couple weeks yeah. ago or a week ago. Uh, we talked about him a few weeks ago, and like I was trying to give like an arg or a counter argument, and I did a horrible fucking job. All right. And I feel like that I read this uh, transcript of what we're about to play, and I'm like, oh, he did a much much better job than I ever can. Want me to play it? Yeah, John Barenthal. This thing that's going on right now. Uh, just kind of, um, you know, it's everywhere. It's it's in our politics. It's in our entertainment. It's in it's in how it's in our media, where sort of the rigidity and 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 um, unbending sort of uh, uh, just just inability to move off of your opinion um, that is being confused with sort of patriotism and strength and masculinity to say it's my way or the highway. Where I think that, for me, that's the most un-American thing in the world. And 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 I think um, as far as being you know, a man, I think you need to be able to talk to anybody. You need to be confident enough in yourself um, that you know that you can make a mistake, that you can learn from everyone, that you should approach and engage in dialogue with people that think completely differently than you. Um, the people that I really respect and admire in my life all have that. I think people who actually walk the walk that don't just talk about it, they all kind of live by that code, that you're constantly trying to get better. You're constantly trying to grow. It's not about implementing my will on you. And I think that 
you know, with this kind of masculinity thing, it's just, I feel like it's sort of been bastardized in this way that again, it's about the bombast and it's about looking tough and talking, but you know, having empathy for people, having compassion for people, helping people, being somebody, uh, wanting to be the kind of person that will be there for someone in need. That what I, that's what I think, you know, being, being a dad's about, being a man's about, and I certainly, that's how I'm trying to raise my, my, my boys and um, to have an open heart uh, towards everyone. Why don't I host the show with that guy? That would be... <laughs> He's so much more articulate than I am. Yeah, that was an interview uh, on Hot Ones, by the way. Like, it's, 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 which is still just an incredible show because you watch an answer like that and you're like, oh, this is so nice. And then the camera pans out and there's just like a bunch of wings in front of this man. <laughs> we talked about the Mr. Beast Burger the other day. Did Hot Ones open restaurants? I don't know. Hot Ones sells hot sauces, though, but they, they have actual oversight over that as opposed to ghost kitchens. I don't know if Hot Ones opened restaurants. Well, because I, I was looking um, for wings on Sunday, mm-hmm. and Hot Ones came up. No, oh, then they probably did. Yeah. Uh, this is... I, I like what he said there. I think that's nice. I do think it's easier to have that opinion when you're like a Not tough... A dick. Well, yeah, but also like when you're like a tough, good-looking guy like him. Like if I was saying that and I was like, listen, real masculinity, masculinity, y'all, that's about just being kind and nice and taking care of your fellow man. Everyone would be like, shut up, beta cuck. Fuck up, like, wimp. Yeah, like like coming from him, I'm like, yeah. But if I tried to, <laughs> if I tried to say that, it'd be like, shut the fuck up, Mark. Right? I, you know, you're, pro- you're exactly right. But and, that's... But those are the same people he's talking about. Which may I just say though, and we've talked about this in in the in the in the, before. But even going back to that Kevin Sorbo thing of like you know everyone masculinity is is under attack in yeah. America or whatever the the, yeah. the gist of it was. Decency it, is under like attack from are, people like him. Well, we we have talked about so many things on this show, but when you really break down things that we consider to be cool, being an actor. Being a musician, being you know like a like a tough guy, they are incre- they are um I would say stereotypically feminine or or things that we would consider wimpy, like think about what an actor does it's like you put on makeup, you put on costumes, and you pretend to be hercules like yes. that is ridiculously silly well but but people people think that the actor is the character that they play. Right, no, I'm, they just, I'm think. just saying, like, like in general, like, like if you think of like, oh, a rock star is so cool. It's like that man dances and sings, like, like it's. <laughs> and I'm not saying these are things. I think it's like it's like when you break it down to the people we look like. If you look at oh, Kid Rock, he's a tough American. It's like, is he? He si- he's a singer. He's not. Well, digging, no, you're right. Bitches. Be- before you had the long hair and the tight pants and the millions of dollars, you were probably playing French horn in the band. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, and that's where, you know, people are always like, oh, I don't like Harry Styles. He's he's too feminine for me. It's like, well, the guys in Slayer are, are more like Harry Styles than they are a construction worker. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, and, and you know, today, you know, people talk a lot, or there's a lot of uh, boomer rage about gender confusion and gender identity and 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 things like that and they act as though David Bowie and Alice Cooper didn't exist. Mhm. Yeah. Or disco. That there weren't they all people pushing <laughs> that, that there weren't people, you know, like like Are you talking, talking about, about these... the gay agenda? Uh yeah, I'm just saying that, that 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 they act as though people weren't talking about these subjects through the whole time. The gay agenda pretty fun by the way. I would agree yeah. the, it's it's laughter, happiness, inclusivity. I'm pretty down with the gay agenda. Got to be honest. Oak. Yeah, Kylie Minogue, put um put um, right? Yeah. You guys playing that on Hits 1? A lot. A ton. We we did an interview with with her. We actually got to talk to her. Kylie Minogue, interesting artist, because I feel like every twenty years she releases a song that's like, "What is the hook in this song?" And yet I love it. There was the what, can't what, the, but, what is it not but da da. What was can't get you out of my head? What was the na 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 Come on, baby, do the oh, locomotion. Oh, right, that was her too, right? Yeah. 
Honestly, yeah. And then this, what is this? Padam, 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 padam. Right. Okay. But Which, it's, I, I wonder what you have against the G in her name. It's Kylie Minogue? Yeah. I think it's Kylie Minogue. I talked to her in person and I she didn't correct me. Or Stan or Nicole. Kylie Minogue. I've never said Minogue? Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to pick a random. I'm going to pick Kylie Minogue interview. So I'm going to I'm going to pick a random one. Um, By the way, pull the curtain back. This is how you don't know the number of times that this is actually what we do. We're like, how do you say this person's name? Did They'll you be do coming this in before, to see us. before the last one? No, I, I've known Kylie Minogue since the locomotion. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's. I'm gonna just pull up. I was like, for about a kid, and I gotta, I gotta take the. I. This is what a day we're having here. <laughs> I'm gonna say we're gonna see. We're gonna find out right now. This is her on late night with Seth Meyers. Let's see how he all says right, it. It's right. a Grammy award-winning musician, one of the most successful female acts ever, with over 80 million records sold worldwide. Her signature collection of wines are now available to buy in the U.S. Please welcome back to the show, Kylie Minogue, everyone. God damn it. <laughs> Minogue. Minogue with a G. You said it once, and I thought you just sort of like No, I'm slipped. a moron. I just assumed it was Kylie Minogue. I just never really... Gave too much of a shit about it. <laughs> well, thank God. If we ever have her on, I'll have to remember this. Well, like like Nicole was very amazed, and maybe you will be too, that like her sister's famous too. Who is her sister? Danny Minogue. Who the fuck is that? Da- Danny Minogue had, uh, had uh, a couple different songs. What? Hold on. D-A-N-I? D-A-N-N-I. Okay, Danny Minogue, I have... And I begin to wonder... Nope, no, that's not doing anything for me. Yeah, I'm looking... Baby Love? Ew. Yeah, I don't know any of these songs. Her sister, see, her sister... And I want to... There's probably TV things, too, I've seen her in. I'm going to quickly play a, a, a section of a Danny Minogue song. Danny Minogue. <laughs> And then we're going to I begin to wonder was the biggest one. What is baby love? Is that the song? I don't like... remember that one, to be honest. I, if I hear it, I might remember it. Uh, I begin to wonder. When I'm walking down the street, breaking free, these thoughts return to trouble me. Yeah, I've never heard that in my life. Get to the hook. Get to the hook. Nope, never heard that. Okay, okay. Never in my life. What year did that come out? 2008, it looks like? Yeah, that sounds about right. I thought it was before that. Uh. Yeah, I don't fucking know any of these songs. <laughs> I'm just not into dance music. That's okay. Anyway, uh, what there else was, going on? You mentioned Harry Styles a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And there was something I found today that I sent to you and I and I told you to read. But I just felt it was the most entitled thing that I've read in a in a re- I'm like, seriously? You do a show with me multiple days a week, and an article from the Denver Post is the most entitled thing you've heard lately. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> I keep getting ads. I'd like to read it, but they, they don't let you read their good not. They definitely do. Today's show blows. Today's show is terrible. I, today, you think so? Why? Yes. Yes, I do. Why? Because we opened up by talking about a Business Insider article you hadn't read. We then moved on to... D- breaking d- news. Breaking news happens as you have it. Yeah, t- no one's going to hear it till tomorrow. All right. If the headline, mm-hmm. music megastars, Drake, Beyonce, Harry Styles, and more continue to snub Denver. Other artists like Janet Jackson, Metallica, and the Chicks break hearts as tours miss Colorado. Okay. This is by John Wenzel. What is the name of the state? Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Is my Baltimore coming out? A little bit. So rad here in Colorado. <laughs> if you're a fan of Beyonce, Drake, Adele, Harry Styles, Janet Jackson, Metallica, The Chicks, Pearl Jam, or Billy Joel, you have no choice but to leave Colorado for their current run of shows. Why is that? 
especially when Colorado is getting concerts for undisputed heavyweights such as Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, Madonna, Zach Brown, Olivia Rodrigo, Foo Fighters, and Morgan Wallen. Like, what the fuck is this? It's like sometimes routing takes you other places, guys. <laughs> Fans and critics have posed the question often. Uh, you two, God damn it, Jake from State Farm. You two hasn't played Colorado since 2015, skipping us with its last couple of tours despite previously playing here regularly. Why didn't they build the sphere in Denver? <laughs> This this basically this article is every show doesn't play Red Rocks. What the fuck? <laughs> we built Red Rocks and they're not coming. Well, like also U two. So U two hasn't played in eight years in Colorado. Who the fuck cares? Well, well, let's also just consider for a moment that there were three years basically where no one played anywhere for the most part. Okay, so right. so it's really not that long. Also, what? It's like, was the band even on tour? When's the U2 tours, first of all? Like, who who did this? But does John Wenzel. No, but I'm saying, like, does, who, who, who researched this? Because I don't know. But does Denver, or does John Wenzel, or does Denver not understand that, like, they are a mid-sized city in the middle of fucking nowhere? Wow, Ryan hates Colorado. Hates well, Denver. I... <laughs> Well, what, what, so you're it's t- like, no, it's like living in, in it, it, it's like living in a town, a population of like, like in Titusville, right? It's like if I grew up in Titusville, Pennsylvania, population 5,000 people, 40 miles to the nearest interstate, and I'm stomping through town going, what the fuck? There's no Chick-fil-A? Yeah. There should be, there should be a Chick-fil-A. I want a Fireman Subs. I want a Dave's Hot Chicken. I want, I, why aren't they all here? We have a McDonald's. By the way, this article goes on to be like, we get a, Denver is one of the biggest and best. We get so much. We even got to see the last ever Colorado show from, from the Rolling Stones feature, to feature founding drummer Charlie Watts before his 2021 death, which packed in Power Field in August 2019. The, like, like, I don't understand. It sounds like they got most of the big shows. And they're right. It sounds like, like, like they don't understand how it just sounds so entitled and bitchy. And I'm like, wait, you're kidding, right? Like, dude, I live in New York and not every tour comes through New York. If any, if there's a city that every tour is going to come through, it's this one. Our musical cornucopia overflows in part due to mega promoter AEG Presents Rocky Mountains, founded and owned by Colorado billion, uh, billionaire Philip Anschwitz, right? Is that how you say his name? I don't want to get in trouble here. I'll trust you, though. That's the company's aggressive business practices, some local artists have called it a monopoly, and festival experiments have been overall good for music fans, even if the ever-inflating ticket prices continue to keep many of us from attending any artists or promoters' concerts anywhere. We may be oversimplifying for the sake of the bigger picture, but the disappointment is real, especially when a bottom-line decision forces us to choose between a mortgage payment and traveling out of state to see what could be, for example, Beyonce's last big tour. You, for you made that up. There's the, the who said that this is Beyonce's last big tour. There's wait, still oh, uh, there's still oh, plenty wait, oh, to see. Oh, hold on. There's still plenty to see here, and we're lucky in most ways. But it's hard to consider Denver one of the best live music cities in the U.S. when some of the biggest artists in the world have been snugging snubbing us for a decade or more. What? Of course, waiting is part of being a fan. In 2016 and 2018, Denver wasn't anywhere to be found on the cities announced for Beyonce's tours. The Denver Post's Dylan Owen reported, and yet her blockbuster renaissance tour managed to skip us again this year. At this point, she hasn't played Denver since 2007. Okay. <laughs> like, when's the last time she played Syracuse? I'm not saying they're on the same level, but, like, that's just how it be sometimes. No, when's the last time she played Omaha? Or when's the last time she, she played... Omaha's a little bit smaller, but what's a, when's the last time she played Salt Lake City? No idea. I, uh, I don't have a, a encyclopedic level knowledge of Beyonce tour dates. Right. But it's just, I, I just, I don't, and listen, I know that this is just one person and they're filling white, but it just felt particularly entitled to me and, and a little out of touch. <laughs> well, I think that it, it, has there ever, I, I will say when a big, when an artist you love, like growing up in, in Providence, Rhode Island, there were like, you know, I always had to travel to Boston or somewhere to see someone I really, really wanted to see. Yeah. It'll go all the way to Foxborough. Uh, yeah. Or or somewhere. Yeah. Like Boston, Foxborough, maybe even Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, Foxwoods. But when a big artist would in fact play 
um, Providence. It did feel awesome. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, there were a couple times John Mayer played in Providence. That was a big deal for me. I remember one time, like, like when we were in college, sometimes our artists would come to Syracuse and play the On Center, which is just, at the time, oh. and probably still, was the world's shittiest arena. Just <laughs> the shittiest. Like, I didn't even know... It felt like people a bitched big... about the Nassau Coliseum where the New York Islanders played forever. Yeah. The On Center like made it look like a palace. Dude, I walked into that place and it was like back when they used to have like the ABA. They still had like the the uh, banners up from like there was some Syracuse professional basketball team at the time in, in that league. I think. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like I was like, am I in a fucking gym? Like it was like I felt like I was. In a, I was like, I can't believe that John Mayer is about to play this place. I could be wrong about this fact, but I don't think I am. I, if you want to see what we're talking about, I'm pretty certain it's where they filmed the, the majority of Slapshot. I think you're right. With Paul Newman. It's it's just it's so it's not good. It's only sixty two hundred seats. Wow. That sounds about right. Huh. It's small. Anyway. So there's a couple different things we could we could go over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, do you care about Jordan Vandersloot? I saw that he finally was like, hey, so um, I did it. I did do the murder of Natalie Holloway. Um, which, like, I don't... It's just, first of all, in Aruba, a 12-year statute of limitations, that's it? On murder? I didn't know that. That's why he was able to be like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did it. Okay. Um, it's been way longer than 12 years. Yeah, now. so it's been about, I think, like, it, it was 05, right? I think when that happened, or 07. I thought it was in the 90s. No, it was 05 or 07. But okay. the we're talking about, uh, obviously, the, the murder, I guess. I guess it's no longer the disappearance. The murder of Natalie Holloway. And and um, if I recall, he it, it was part of a plea deal because he was getting sentenced to like some type of financial crime where he um like extorted Natalie Holloway's mom too for money yeah yeah like like uh, like said for what like $350,000 he'd say where the body was like what a fucking piece of shit oh this guy over and over again just seems just to be just a terrible well, I- person I guess the most shocking part to me about it was, and it and it shouldn't have been shocking, is that the whole time, like, it was, I always had the impression that he did it, right? But that it was some form of a careless accident. Yeah. Like, maybe he, maybe they were, you know, some form of a careless accident. Maybe there was physical, like, he was acted poorly, but, it, you know, and she hit her head or whatever, died. He, he, when, when you read it, that he, like, just beat the shit out of her. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. It's just like, oh, wow. You really you really are bad. Yeah, and, and it, there's never been any remorse. And, and, and didn't his, like, family cover it up or something? Yeah. And the whole thing is, well, like, he, he, was, went, he, he was killed her kid. and went home and watched porn, which is just a weird detail that's gotten out there. I, it, it's, it's been one of those things that has just kept going on and on and on for years. And I is the guy still in jail or going back? Well, he was sentenced he was, to 46 years in prison in Peru, and then... And that was for killing someone else, right? Yeah, which is like, dude, this is where, like, you don't want to... I like to believe that, you know, anytime I read something where it's like, hey, this this person did something, so we know they'll do it again, I always like to be like, that's not necessarily true, you don't know. And then, like, you see something like this, you're like, oh, uh, oh. I guess I guess it is. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is, is like, I, you know, like, you knew the guy was a bad guy, but you're like, oh, fuck, you're just even worse than I could have imagined. Yeah, he, he's, because of, yeah, I, I don't know, apparently he, I didn't know he was in, this, his Wikipedia says he's in prison in Peru. Oh, he, but then on, on June 8th, 2023, he was extradited to the United States to face trial for extortion and wire fraud. Both charges being linked to Holloway's mother. disappearance. Oy. Interesting. Yeah, so, like, just a terrible asshole. Uh, rot forever. Don't care. Goodbye, Jordan. All right, this is, this is a total switch in direction. Jorin. Jorin. <laughs> uh, I love... Some of my favorite things, because this is like morning show fodder. 
Okay. This is like perfect morning show stuff. <laughs> I'm just laughing about how you accidentally went back to the George Vandersloot story right now. All right, go on. Yeah. Soaking in a hot tub has the same health benefits. By the way, that's in quote. Same health benefits as going for a 30-minute jog, scientists reveal. If that was actually true, right? I mean, what a game changer. <laughs> I like I want this to be true. Working out is the worst. It sucks. I work out, I do like a half hour of cardio a day, and I do it just so I can tell myself when I'm dying, hey, I did the best I could to stay healthy, right? Like, like I, and, and everyone's, you know how they talk about runner's high and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. I so rarely get anything resembling that. If anything, I feel intense guilt and pressure when I don't work out, right? Right. And then I go work out. And then I feel relief from that. But I don't think it should be confused with the euphoria of having worked out. It's more like, not to go back to the last story, but it's more like I feel like I got away with murder. It's not something I should celebrate, but it's more like, oh, thank God that's over. That's how I feel about working out every fucking day. (laughs) And yet you do it every fucking day. Because I don't want to die. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, like, like, so if you're telling me I can just sit in a hot tub, well. Scientists found people who submerse themselves in Lazy Spa, I don't know if that's a brand name or not, for half an hour experienced a major cardiovascular and mental health boost, which is rivaling running. Oh, uh, Lazy Spa, UK's most five-star reviewed and most energy-efficient hot tub brand? Hmm, I wonder who commissioned this study. <laughs> The team at Coventry University studied 20 healthy participants aged 26 to 60. They measured their heart rate, blood pressure, they blood flow. They studied 20 people? God, this, this thing is bullshit. Okay, keep going. Three half-hour sessions were completed uh, at the same time over three separate days. Following immersion, blood flow to the legs increased by 345% on average, which is the same after a 30-minute jog. Oh, this is so skewed. They're not even measuring. Is is what about calories burned? Do they do that? Heart rate, heart rates also shot up an average of thirty one beats per minute, which works out roughly equivalent to a brisk walk. And blood pressure dropped significantly, which authors said also happens when running and is favorable to everybody, but especially those with existing heart disease. But what about caloric? Uh, they don't say anything because this study is. Bullshit. <laughs> That's like being like, hey, we've uh, seen that uh, having fries is just as healthy as eating a salad. We t- we asked this one guy to do it. They're it both seemed vegetables. that we didn't see any tangible difference in his blood work. It's fine. They're both vegetables. Are you a hot tub guy? You strike me as something. Like, I'm surprised you <sighs> you don't have a hot tub at the lake. Really? Yeah, dude. I think you've said this before that I strike you as a hot tub. I am not you a hot tub guy. a million percent strike me as a hot tub guy. Like, I'd nope. call you and you'd be like, what do you say? It's like, oh, I'm just out in the hot tub with Kate. Like, like nope. I could imagine, like, you're telling me that your lake house doesn't strike you as the type of place you'd have a hot tub. Like, you go out in a towel. Like, you're the type of guy, right? This is, this is, I, if you told me that every day at like 7.15, you went out for a soak, it would seem like the most <laughs> Ryan Sampson shit of all time. And you know what? I also guarantee that if you asked your girlfriend this, she would agree with me. Maybe, but no, I don't. I, in fact, I'm generally, all my hot tub experiences, I always just feel like are very awkward. That They're sort of like six people crammed into a tiny little bathtub together. Yeah, and you're all, all be, your knees are touching and, and oh, you're getting pruned you together. Can, you can only go in a hot tub, I would say, with at most four people and never a hotel hot tub, which is just like a, uh, you know, a MRSA sex pen. <laughs> and, and just like, I, 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 but you, I could see you, you'd put the towel over your, your scraggly hairs on your shoulders and you would walk in and you'd sit there and you'd be like, this is my kingdom. I'm just out here in the hot tub. I, I like, I, I'm no, shocked I'm not- you don't. No, I usually don't like soaking. I love a good bath when I'm like, have the flu. If a I bath, have a really bad. A, okay, a bath is way grosser than a hot tub. 
Well, no, but that's the only t- that's the only time you soak. Or if I'm staying uh, in the Cosmo because they have those really deep soaking tubs. Yeah. Okay. A, a hotel bath. That's a total no fucking way. Are you kidding me? Think about like you think they're really cleaning those every time because I do not. Oh no, but I run one in and then drain it and then then do one. So you just rinse it out. You're saying? Yeah, I rinse it out. Yeah. Okay. I, I just I because of you, I wash glasses when I go to hotels. Yeah, now. I know. We've talked about that because that's yeah. that's pretty standard practice. I, I get don't even out use the, the glassware. I get out the bar soap. And then a uh, a because uh, it's usually all you have is yep. the bar soap and like a couple uh, Kleenex, and I get a good lather going on those glasses and some hot water. Yeah, disgust, disgusting. I just I don't I don't need I don't spend enough time in my room to like make myself a beverage. I'll just have a bottle of water. That's fine. I'm not like hanging out in my hotel room ever. Because you travel for business and I travel for pleasure. Yeah, but also, like, I, I don't like being in a contained box. Like, that's what I feel like a hotel room is. It's just to sleep and shower. Yeah, but you don't and want, And vigorously like, jerk off. <laughs> you don't want to have, like, a beverage before you uh, you go to bed? Or, like, before... If you're if you're in a city, right, and you've got... You've I also... Got two- I hate the word beverage. I hate it. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Just like it sounds like somebody trying to be too like, ooh, would you like a beverage? Shut the fuck up. Stop it. Well, like it's it's I feel AC like you don't know the connection to me in that word is that is that I grew up at the beverage. Uh-huh. That was because your 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 grandparents owned the Titusville beverage. It's a Ryan's beer family owns the rights to the word beverage. If you say beverage, <laughs> Ryan's family makes but that I've money. Said- I've said it so many times in my life that it's it's my preferred work for a liquid you drink. My preferred word for a liquid you drink is piss. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, it's just like, would you like a glass of piss? That's <laughs> somewhere. Steve Cohen's very. Uh, oh upset. man! Oh man! That joke lands for that joke. Joke lands for no one who will ever hear it. Fun story. This is a true. This is, let's pull the curtain back. Um, when this is happening was getting started, it wasn't the whole thing was that I was going to be a host on a radio show, but we didn't know who I was going to host the show with because and Ryan and I were friends, but like he had a show. So I wasn't like, do you want to do another show? So me and another gentleman who I won't name, but has appeared on our show multiple times. OK, did a demo. And uh, in it. Uh, well, this story is not going to make it easy. Uh, it's Chris. It's Chris Stanley who was on the show. Because, <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long. Yeah, well, because I was like, well, how am I going to then explain this? Now, at the time, Steve, and, the, and we've explained this, why the show is called This Is Happening. But at the time, Steve Cohen was like, I like names where you know what is What's happening. happening on the show. Yeah. and so Very I was descriptive just, names. And we were trying to think of a catch. And one of the bits we did in the demo was, what's a name that has um, what rhymes? Because it was like Mark and Pr- Chris. And we were like, and Chris and I were joking. It was just <laughs> drinking piss with Mark and Chris. <laughs> which is objectively funny. <laughs> but like in hindsight, perhaps not the best. Hey, this is the first time you're ever hearing us in a demo. What do you think about this? Some and people can't get past the like actual empathy of the moment to find it funny that all they vision is themselves drinking. And the reason I know that, Ryan, is because it's seven years later <laughs> and I still get referred to as Mr. Piss sometimes. <laughs> You know, in some levels, I would say you succeeded because you landed. Yeah, we didn't forget the name of that. Yeah, yeah. You heard that show for five minutes, and you remember it. <laughs> you remember it. Unforgettable content. What could have been? We could have had piss heads all over the country at this point. Instead, I'm doing this show. No one no, gives a shit they, about with Ryan. Oh, they'd be called pissers. Piss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Suds. I'd go suds. They'd be my suds. suds. Uh, anyway. Uh, How beverage. much time do we have? We have 13 minutes left. Uh, all right. There was one thing that I sent you a couple of weeks ago, and we never got a chance to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of the uh, 
funniest things I've read in forever. Okay. Is this is the smoking gun is that there's a guy in Virginia. Or I'm sorry, Nebraska. What is going on outside? I don't know why everyone's honking their Why don't we today. ever be like, hey, shut the fuck like why don't you open your window and do some New York stuff and be like, hey, buddy, shut the I'm fuck doing up. A podcast yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm making the content. Why can't you? Do, can we do that? Can you do that? I, do you want me to go over and do that? I want you to see if you can get his attention and be like, excuse me, sir. Like, start it all nice. Be like, sir, excuse me. Excuse me. And then when he looks, you'd be like, shut the fuck up and then slam your window shut. Oh, yeah. There's a giant. There's a giant truck trying to squeeze by another car out there. Mm, mm. Yeah. And the he's got horn one of the big helps. air horns. The horn helps. The horn always helps. But you see what happens is usually it only takes about five minutes when you get a jam like this. What's going to happen next and we'll keep going. Maybe they'll, they'll honk the horns in a little bit. And then eventually a police car is going to roll up or an ambulance or a fire truck. And they just turn their siren on and leave it on until someone moves. That's next. I just, I, you know what? Crazy thought here. This is, this, is a, this is a long-held belief, especially living here in Connecticut now where they just park everywhere and it seems extremely dangerous. Street parking should be illegal. I want only <laughs> parking garages. Or you have to park in your driveway. If you have too many cars to fit them in your driveway, if you can't fit all your cars in your driveway, you have too many cars. That's what that is. You need to get I, rid of no, some cars. I would, no, I'd rather go. I just finished Super Pumped, by the way. The, uh, uh, the Kyle Uber Chandler yeah. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt Uber TV yeah. show. Uh-huh. I, I want, I, dude, I've always thought, and they, they, I, they talked about it in here, and I always thought that I, I saw Uber as a company with self-driving cars where car ownership goes the fuck away. That's what I want. You, then you're right. Then there would be no street parking because you wouldn't have to park your car. Fine. I'm on board with that. The, the, here in Connecticut, you can take a turn like on a main road and all of a sudden there's just a car on the side parked and it's not illegal. They car- just park in the fucking road. It's crazy. There needs to be, I'm mean, like, this is the best part about the possibility of self-driving cars is car ownership would go away. You wouldn't have to worry about parking. You wouldn't have to pay insurance. You wouldn't have to make car payments. When you need a car, you hit a button and one shows up and it takes you where you need to go. Anyways, a funeral home worker responsible for transporting dead bodies in Nebraska County mm. is suspected of having an intimate encounter with a life-size sex doll he found in the apartment of a deceased person. Okay, you know, here's what this says to me, right? Let's say you went into a restaurant, okay? And there was a delicious fucking cheeseburger. There was like the tastiest cheeseburger you've ever seen prepared by, I don't know, Gordon Ramsay, okay? And next to it was a shitty, smashed up Wendy's burger in the wrapper, okay? This guy wanted to have sex with a realistic sex doll. He chose the Wendy's burger. Investigators he had say, both amazing options as far as what he was looking to do. And he chose the Wendy's burger. The Wendy's burger. <sighs> Ryan's uh, very sad. disappointed now, in now, me I, right now. I, I just didn't know Mark had such an affiliation for necrophilia. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, the seat, the, the, continue. The, the dead person was the, the, the Gordon Ramsay burger, right? Oh, yeah. I'm saying if you're looking to have sex with a lifelike person. Investigators say. <laughs> just derailed this for you, haven't I? No, I'm just going to make it more fun now, and I'm going to leave out his last name. Investigators say Ryan and a colleague were dispatched last week to a home at us? the Rock Creek Apartments. His yeah. name's Ryan. Yeah. To collect in Omaha. I guess, yeah, in Omaha. To collect the body of an individual who died. Mm. Near the body on the bed. Do you think you have to dress up in a suit to do this, or is this like a roadkill job? I think this is. I think this is. A, I. I think that, no. I think this is a, a logoed polo job. So you come in like might. That has got to be a weird job. We should interview somebody that does this job. Yeah, because it's. Like, I'm sure they find shit like this all the time. Well, the question is. Wait. So. Well, I haven't gotten to the best part yet. Well, just, I, just, just no. I'm getting to. I'm getting okay. somewhere. But go but ahead. I guess what I'm getting at is like. You know how sometimes you won't have a laundry bin for your laundry, so you'll just put it in a towel and like make like yeah. a bindle to get it to where yeah. you got to fold it. Like, do they do that with a body in bed? Like, do they just be like, "We're not going to bag this one; just fucking pull up the four corners of the sheet. Let's just take it." <laughs> I don't think anyone does. I got to get out of here. My kid's got a game at three. Let's like just or or also wait. So 
this person owned this sex doll or did like did they have a roommate and they took the roommate sex doll no it seemed like the deceased did they die fucking the sex doll it doesn't say that but it, it it potentially implies it it said that it was on the bed with the with right is the way that i read it near the body on the bed was a veer, it was a very real life sex. Oh, doll. this this is this is not uh, like look stealing the sex doll is one thing, but this is a nightmare for the person who died because now because of this guy's strange actions, which also now I see that maybe my cheeseburger thing didn't work. If it was a, was it a guy body? That seems important. Uh, it seems it doesn't say it doesn't say uh, the gender of the I'm person who just. Who's I'm going to take a leap here and say that it was a. You don't hear about a lot of women that have realistic male sex dolls. So. No, but they do exist. I mean, they sell the line. But here, but the thing is, too, right? Is is, is such a shame when there's so much good dick out there. Anyway, continue, yeah. <laughs> well, they're really heavy, so maybe they weren't interacting at that moment, and the the real doll is just was bedridden. That's so incredibly sad. Because all just good night. It's <laughs> just like a big open mouth silicone person next to you. Anyway. All right, you ready? This is yeah. this is this is the good part. Ready? You got to pay attention a little bit. Okay. Let's all police lock alleged, in. Police alleged that Smith subsequently called the property manager and claimed that the local sheriff had asked him to remove the sex doll to collect swabs for biopsy. Okay, so what he like Smith's strange request was denied by the manager who later returned to the apartment to discover that Smith was inside the unit already. Was he fucking the doll? Uh, Smith exited the home with his shirt untucked and his pants in disarray. Oh, God. And the property manager called the cops who later busted Smith on felony burglary. But what did he take except that doll's virginity? I, I like. I just no, because he broke in. He broke a lock to get into the apartment. Um. God, you got to really okay. Like, but but here's the thing: is this guy broke into a house? He's a sex all, predator, dude. Oh, why? you yeah, like but, think about like he went to that like to fuck an immobile doll. I'm sorry. If you tell somebody, I'm going to biopsy a... Do you think the doll has cancer? That you're going to biopsy a doll? <laughs> well, also, I think... You don't think that's a red fucking flag? <laughs> I even, I gotta be the honest, doll... I, the sheriff told me to biopsy the doll. <laughs> Some terrible news. Seems that this doll's not real. Um, <laughs> found a lot of... Uh, yeah, it, um... The other thing is, what was this man trying to imply to the property manager? Because I'm sure he meant like swab for DNA or something. Was the was the implication that the doll was being raped? Because let me answer that. Yes. Yes. It was. Like, yes. I mean, it had no say in anything that happened to it. Do you, be- if, if, if you own one of those, do you bequeath it? Well, this is your true nightmare. It's like, oh, he died doing what he loved, having sex with his silicone doll. Is there a person like like that like, you know, if I die, you need to get my to my apartment and get in here and throw this out? Yeah, but the, based on what you said, as far as how heavy they can be, it sounds like you would need to call the same service that was retrieving the body. <laughs> if I was the guy from the body retrieval company, or I guess the mortuary or whatever... I would have just claimed, I would have been like, oh, we have a two-for-one special. I'm just going to take it because they had the coupon. I don't know. Like, let me just. By the way, true story, my father-in-law was telling a joke. Like, one of those old-timey jokes. You know, that's like, well, there's this guy. He's an undertaker, right? Like, that's how the joke started. Yes, yeah. And my wife is looking at him weird, and he keeps referring to the undertaker. And finally, I stop him, and I have to ask my wife, are you under the impression the Undertaker is only a wrestler and that is the only... And so in your mind, you were imagining the six foot ten man from Death Valley? And she was like, yes. yes. I was like, no, man. Undertaker is like a, like a job, like a term. Oh, God. <laughs> but do you like once you have the real doll, right? Mm. Like, could you imagine the trouble you could get in or the embarrassment? Because if you want to throw it away, 
Oh. It's really like dismembering a body. Yeah, disposing of a body. Dude, I've told you this. I've told you this when, when the company sent me the, the bunch of fleshlights for my college radio show, and I didn't know what to do with them because, like, <laughs> sure, I tried one. I was in college, but then it's like, oh, what do I do with all these loose vaginas? I look like a psychopath. <laughs> well, but a real doll is a different situation because it has arms, it has legs. So if you wrap it yeah, up I would have in to a plastic bag. in my house. Yeah, if you wrap it up in a plastic bag and take it to the trunk of your car, your neighbors are going to think you killed somebody. How? How do I dispose of? <laughs> uh, how do you? Okay. Reddit. There's a Reddit thread that goes, how do you throw away a realistic life-size sex doll? Will they accept them at the dump or recycling center? Are they even recyclable? Oh God. I want to buy one now just to drive it to the dump in my town and just pull up and throw it out. Yep. That's the only reason you want to buy one. Yep. That's it. That's the only reason. I just, if you're going to, if you're this guy from the, the mortuary or whatever, do they still call them mortuaries? I feel like I'm a 70-year-old person by saying mortuary. Uh, I always thought funeral home. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're this guy from the funeral home, why don't he you He might have take even worked it, for the county corner. Why don't you take it with you? Instead, you stay in this dead, per- like, this per- th- this person has a bad, it's like, hey, um... They they should have told this person, hey, bad news. This guy is going to break into your apartment and fuck your real doll. Oh, also, <laughs> I forgot the also really bad news. It's right after you died. Like, it's just. Oh, God. I, I, dude, I just, I just, if you're going to get caught doing something, make it good. And I guess this is really good, but like, make it worth it. Now okay, you have a, so a what, felony what? burglary on your record because you, you needed to. Oh, uh, no. I have a question. Would you rather be arrested for murder, attempted murder, or for sneaking back into a person's house to fuck a real doll on the bed that they just died on? Did I actually murder them? No, you just tried. Oh, probably attempted murder. It's easier to explain, isn't it? Yeah, much easier to explain. Like, you could just tell your friends, like, look, I don't know, it got the best... The other thing is like, I don't know, just saw that doll lying there next to that dead body and I was so horned. I was like, so, <laughs> I know I've been using my hand, but what if I broke this lock and fucked the doll, huh? So, re- real question, does he have to register now? That's an interest. Ooh, what a what a conundrum. Right? Like this this case could have more legal precedent to it than we know about. Wow. Real doll, real sex offender? Question mark. <laughs> Anyway, we'll leave it there. We're back next Friday. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts before we get out of here? I'm not an FBI informant. That's what an FBI informant would say. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.